0: American 11, are you trying to call? The cockpit is not answering, use their phone. Our number one is in staff, and our five is
1: in staff. I'm going to call from Washington. I am in a situation where American
0: Americans a possible hijack. What's going on, Betty? Their crap is erratic again. Problems, you're erratic. Betty, cockpit. Betty, are you there?
2: Betty? Eddie? That plane is the 737. What? It's
3: 737? It
1: what? Who are you talking to? Oh, God. Oh, my God. United 175, New York. We have some problems over here right now. We might have a hijack over here, two of them.
0: Jules, this is Ryan. Uh, listen, on an airplane that's been hijacked, things don't go well, and it's not looking good. I just want you to know
1: I absolutely love you. I want you to do good, go have a good time. Same to my parents and everybody. I just totally love you and I'll see you later. Bye, babe. What are those people
0: going to do? All the elevators are blocked
4: out. Oh my God! So both towers are now. Okay,
1: ma'am. I got an aircraft coming out east of the White House. Uh, Hello? Crystal City, just north of Crystal City. Just
0: to the north of your town.
1: Yeah, stop all departures.
3: The Pentagon just got hit. Don't that. God damn it! I can't even protect point from NCA.
1: United 93, that traffic view is 1 o'clock, 12 miles east on 370. Negative contact, we're looking at United 93. United 93, Cleveland, if you hear the center right then. I got that bitch to you've to be,
0: you have right a ball of
3: Tuesday, 9.47
1: a.m. Hi,
0: baby.
2: I'm.
1: Baby, you have to listen to me carefully. I'm on a plane that's been hijacked. I'm on the plane. I'm calling from the plane. I want to tell you I love you. Please tell my children that I love them very much. And I'm so sorry, babe. I hope to be able to see your face again, baby. I love you. Bye. We're
0: 56865.
3: Uh, no, we have a... Uh... I believe it is a uh, Boeing 757. Can you see him up there, sir? That's concurrent. Uh, it looks like he's rocking his wings.
2: Roger. He's rocking back and forth. Number 5686555, as you stay away from that aircraft, go north as fast as you can. United 93, have you got information on that yet? Yeah, he's down. He's down? Yes. When did he land?
1: He did not land.
2: Oh, he's down?
0: Yes, yeah. somewhere up northeast of Camp David.
2: just wanted to let you know i love you and i'm stuck in this nice building in new york there's lots of
1: smoke and we just wanted you to know that i love you always back on the two world shows you're blind ladies and students in new york we are not ready to die but it's just in bed. <laughs>
4: Now, I'm I'm gonna
1: gonna die, aren't i No, 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 Say your I'm going to die. Ma'am, 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 I'm say your prayers. We're
3: going to think positive because you got to help each other get off the floor. I'm
1: going
3: to die. <laughs> A new type of war. That's what it is.
0: Thousands of lives were suddenly ended by evil, despicable acts of terror. The pictures of airplanes flying into buildings, fires burning, huge, huge structures collapsing, have filled us with disbelief, terrible sadness, and a quiet, unyielding anger. These acts of mass murder were intended to frighten our nation into chaos and retreat, but they have failed our country is strong a great people has been moved to defend a great nation terrorist attacks can shake the foundations of our biggest buildings but they cannot touch the foundation of America these acts shatter steel but they cannot dent the steel of American resolve America was targeted for attack because we're the brightest beacon for freedom and opportunity in the world and no one will keep that light from shining today our nation saw evil the very worst of human nature and we responded with the best of America with the daring of our rescue workers with the caring for strangers and neighbors who came to give blood and help in any way they could immediately following the first attack I implemented our government's emergency response plans our military is powerful and it's prepared. Our emergency teams are working in New York City and Washington DC to help with local rescue efforts. Our first priority is to get help to those who have been injured and to take every precaution to protect our citizens at home and around the world from further attacks. The functions of our government continue without interruption. Federal agencies in Washington which had to be evacuated today are reopening for essential personnel tonight, and will be open for business tomorrow. Our financial institutions remain strong, and the American economy will be open for business as well. The search is underway for those who are behind these evil acts. I've directed the full resources of our intelligence and law enforcement communities to find those responsible and to bring them to justice. We will make no distinction between the terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. I appreciate so very much the members of Congress who have joined me in strongly condemning these attacks. And on behalf of the American people, I thank the many world leaders who have called to offer their condolences and assistance. America and our friends and allies join with all those who want peace and security in the world. And we stand together to win the war Against terrorism. Tonight I ask for your prayers for all those who grieve. For the children whose worlds have been shattered. For all whose sense of safety and security has been threatened. And I pray they will be comforted by a power greater than any of us. Spoken through the ages in Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil. For you are with me. This is a day when all Americans from every walk of life unite in our resolve for justice and peace. America has stood down enemies before, and we will do so this time. None of us will ever forget this day, yet we go forward to defend freedom and all that is good and just in our world. Thank you, good night, and God bless America.
5: Welcome to The Machine, everyone. I am your host, Mario, here with my co-host, Jeff Rowe. Journey with us as we adventure into Conspiracy Theories and the Unexplained. Guess what you're listening to, everybody? You're listening to Conspiracy Theories and the Unexplained with myself, Mario, and my co-host here, Jeff Rowe. Jeff Rowe, how you doing? Good. How's everybody doing out there in podcast land? Podcast Land, everybody! Again, uh, an episode we've been promising. Well, episodes because this is going to take more than one episode, obviously. Nine Eleven, we finally made it. We one of the things I want I want to convey to anybody who's listening right now. Um, we're not making a case that this did not happen, or that you know people affected by it should not you know feel. Morning of, of those things that happen even though it did happen a, a while ago i mean you and i remember it like it was just yesterday right right yeah and who doesn't like anybody who was alive during that time would still remember exactly what you were doing and at that point in time in history there are certain things that stand out in everyone's mind this being one of the biggest things that anybody could ever possibly imagine and remember So I remember exactly what I was doing. Uh, I woke up in the morning and I come out and I turn on a TV just as most people do before they get ready for the day or whatever. You know, some people, I, I was one of those people. And uh, to my surprise, I'm, I'm looking at a burning building on television. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, there's some sort of catastrophe. Obviously, it's one of the World Trade Center buildings, one of the biggest buildings in the world at the time. And I'm thinking, you know, that's horrible. Whatever. Um, so I'm getting ready to go and everything, and it wasn't long after that, um, because I didn't have to be anywhere for a little while. Uh, the second plane hit the second tower, and at that point, I think myself as well as everyone else knew, this isn't an accident whatsoever. You know, this wasn't uh, a freak, you know, accidental plane flying into a building. Maybe it just got off course or whatever. I don't know. At this point, it was deliberate, and everybody knew it was deliberate. What we're going to be talking about is, it was deliberately done,
4: but by who, and why? Right. We're what what we're trying to do here is, we're trying to examine what actually happened. You know, we're not like you said at the beginning there. We're not trying to say that this isn't something that happened. What we want to focus on, and what a lot of people. Don't focus on is what actually happened. What's the actual source? You know, we need to find out what's actually going on because if not, we're we're not going to be able to avoid situations like this in the future. And I don't know if there's ever really been a a true diagnostic uh, realization or or diagnosis of exactly what happened. It just seems like it's a lot of its narrative, and and every time you hear a new narrative. there's questions behind every single thing that the government tells us or the mainstream media tells us. So it becomes more and more difficult to believe what it is that's being told to us. Right, and absolutely
5: to your point that it is more so a narrative than any uh, factual evidence of anything else. It's Because m- people always ask questions, and we should always ask questions, as you and I always say. But uh, th- what we were told is it's terror. Every bit of it's terror. We get terrorists from Al Qaeda, they're they're attacking Tur. Okay, mister Bush at the time. Terror. Why? Why? Why 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 would they want to just hurt us? Oh, they're Middle Eastern. Oh, okay. Have we not been using them as target practice for the years and years since you know, since his ditty did it and way, way back, right? That could be implemented there sure uh, this isn't the first time uh, a, a plane hit a building though I mean we've we've seen it many times throughout history uh, the Empire Empire State Building which I believe was hit in uh, July 28th 1945 by uh, b-48 it was hit um, the 29th floor of the Empire State Building it, it was hit at that time also uh, the, the towers have been hit Numerous times before right, they were attacked in 1993. Right, there was a bo- there was a bomb attack in 1993. Uh, a terrorist detonated a truck bomb in the parking garage underneath. Which, if anybody, if anybody's looking at uh, you know the structure of these towers, these uh, World Trade Center towers, right, the two main towers, they don't just go up. The structure goes down into the ground as well.
4: Yeah, it needs to be anchored.
5: It's, it's, it has to, well, not only does it have to be anchored, but there's All kinds of like, like There was a mall Underneath of it And everything else And yeah, It was like seven, seven floors Below surface For these towers also So there's There's much more That you don't see That's underneath The surface um, The towers That were completed In 1973 Of 110 stories 1,316 feet Into the sky And a subground Seven stories underground. That's a big fucking tower. And there's two of them. Right? And to give you kind of an idea, this wasn't something that... When the construction of this building or many other buildings happens, this isn't something that they just go, oh, you know what? A, a plane is never going to happen to hit this building that's way up in the sky or there's never going to be an attack of any sort, whatever. They plan for you know, fires and attacks and things like this when they're building huge structures like this. And the World Trade Centers were not exempt to that rule. There is evidence of there being... Flame retardant and asbestos type of sprays all over the steel beams and the uh, the major structures of these two, uh, two two buildings. Not only that, there is a center structure holding the buildings together as well. A, a massive center structure, which a lot of pe- a lot of places and a lot of uh, different government officials tried denying. That's not the case. There is a, a rectangular structure throughout both, or there was throughout both. Going straight up through the middle of both of these towers, so any part of that that they were trying to dismiss, for whatever reason, has been debunked uh, through, throughout the different engineers
4: who who were part of building these buildings. Right, and uh, structurally, there was this. Uh, when it comes to skyscrapers, what you're referencing is that that center shaft. Right, and and whenever you talk to architects or if you see anything on on ancient marvels or anything any of those programs that you might see on Discovery Channel or whatever? They talk about that center pillar or that center cavity being almost the scaffolding, almost the, the structure, the skeletal, skeletal structure of skyscrapers. All kinds of skyscrapers. matter of fact, I believe there was a famous skyscraper in the Dallas area where they tried to detonate it. And the only thing that remained was that column. And it actually, they kind of jokingly called it the the Leaning Tower of Dallas for several years. I don't know exactly how far back that goes. But for those people who live in Dallas area, you guys would know what I'm talking about. Um, Architecture, it doesn't make any sense that what you're talking about doesn't make any sense that that structure wasn't sort of protruding up out of the rubble.
5: Right. Right. It's the base. It's the reinforcement throughout the whole entire building.
4: Usually the elevator shaft.
5: Right. Exactly. And the towers, they average right around 14,000 workers daily. Right? And I mean, this is something, because, and the reason why I'm saying that is because on on 9-11 and before 9-11, there were many people who came out and started saying, well, we've seen A lot of construction workers underneath the substructure and doing this, that, and everything else. Yeah, they were always doing some sort of construction on these buildings. And I'm not saying that they weren't there doing something else, but to say, hey, there's construction being done around these buildings, that's a daily thing 24-7, 365 days a year. It was always always had something going on. Well, there's there's always a lot construction. of
4: construction anybody who lives in these large cities and right. I, you know, I used to deliver to large cities. There's always maintenance and upkeep with these buildings. You're always going to see scaffolding all over the place to just repair crumbling buildings, right? Right. There's there's like you said, there's a lot there of constant construction everywhere. Right. But you know, real quick to touch on something at the beginning here. Uh, you were talking you you posed the question why, right? Whenever you were saying why September 11th happened in the beginning. And what I think is going back to what I said, we got to figure out why, where the truth lies in this because I think there's a very close correlation to politics in the current atmosphere. And that would be if you go with the mainstream media and, and their explanation of this. It was Osama Bin Laden, right? It was Al-Qaeda. But to your point of why, it's actually a group called the Mujahideen, right? That we backed in the 80s in a war that Afghanistan was fighting for their sovereignty against which country? Was that Russia? Russia? It was Russia. Yeah, it was Russia. And Mm. we were backing the quote-unquote loyalist the rebels, the <coughs> Azov battalion. Um, and if we don't learn from our mistakes, could we be getting ourselves into a situation where we're funding again uh, an extremist group, Azov battalion? Um, sorry, I got something on my throat, ladies and gentlemen. Was where, that it, Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that if we're not careful, we're going to repeat history here. Because what we do today as a country is going to have effects later on, and I think it's important that we don't just gloss over that that, the question that you posed at the beginning of the podcast, because the question is why. Right, we're definitely going to
5: get deeper into that. Maybe not so much in this episode as you know one of the follow episodes here, but uh, you know we're 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 talking about the st- the uh, the structure of the buildings and everything. Just to right, we're talking about the numbers deep, here, the idea and everything. Yeah, of, of what we're dealing with. But um, you know we we get to, we're going to continue to talk about that. But let's let's jump ahead uh, to the first plane. Uh, the first plane, obviously,
4: it, it hits, but it doesn't hit even mid tower, right? It's a little higher on the tower. Well, matter of fact, if, now, you're between the two of us, you're the expert on this subject matter. I'm going to be going for the ride for a lot I don't know if I call
5: myself an expert, but... You're uh, really
4: into this subject material. Yeah. I've, I've got some material that I think is interesting that we're going to share, but uh, from what I understand, there was no live news coverage of the first plane. People didn't even know other than just the reports of It being a plane, like a lot of early reports were talking about it being an explosion. There is only one video that you can
5: find of this on, and you can still find it on YouTube. But uh, one
4: video, the first plane hitting the first tower that got hit, and that um, was from like a crew that was doing a movie on ground or an ad, it was like a a documentary, yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, but there's there's still only one video. But you that video
4: that video didn't come out for several days afterwards. Was it even day? I thought it was even longer than that. It was like yeah, it was like three three to seven days afterwards. Okay. So no, I just wanted to throw that in there because that might play a part later on. Right. So the 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 plane hits the building, the first building, right?
5: And everybody's shocked. Why wouldn't you be? The first plane it hits it. These planes are known to be carrying about right around ten thousand gallons of fuel. Right, And we'll get into the whole fuel thing later. I'm sure everybody's listening going, "Uh uh-huh, okay, fuel, (laughs) calm down. Um, The first plane, um, Flight 11 hits the North Tower, going 475 miles per hour with 10,000 gallons of fuel. 475 miles per hour, that's pretty fast. Yeah. That's not the fastest these planes can go. They can go faster than that. But I move on. Orders were given to the South Tower officials to not evacuate to go back upstairs. Well, it wasn't the South Tower that was hit. It was the North Tower. And everybody's freaking out. I mean, here's a loud bang, right? Of course you're going to freak out. You see smoke coming from the tower right next door to you? Okay, what the hell is going on? Don't that-
4: worry about it. It's that tower. Go back upstairs. Calm down. That doesn't make sense to me. Real quick, just to give it a little bit of my own personal background, um... I was going to college in 1999 in Pittsburgh, downtown Pittsburgh. And I worked at uh, Mellon Bank. It was a Mellon Bank tower, downtown Pittsburgh. And I worked up on the 20th floor. And what's interesting is one night there was a loud explosion, right? And it rocked the building. And everybody was kind of freaking out. We were all told to evacuate. Anytime you have an explosion of any kind in a major metropolitan area, those buildings are evacuated, so it doesn't make any sense to me that you would have an explosion in a building right next to you and you wouldn't evacuate. We evacuate everybody. We we all got evacuated, and by the time we got to the base, by the time we got outside, what happened was it was a water main line that exploded, and left a huge chasm in in the roadway. Right, but they still evacuated the building, and we weren't. We were told not to report back because they had to make sure the structural integrity of the building wasn't compromised that's what would happen in a regular situation like that they would say we have to make sure the structural integrity of this building is going to be okay before we allow you to go back into the building so it doesn't make any sense to me that they told them to to tell the people in the other tower to go back so some of this information you're going to be giving i'm learning for the first time and in my personal experience with that one occasion that doesn't make any sense to me.
5: No, and, and nor should it. But there's... I mean, again, their their defense was this... These buildings hold so many people, what I say, like 14,000 people at a time, right? Of, of workers. Workers, just workers. Evacuating, causing a panic of that many people was their defense, saying we couldn't do that and get them all out of the building and then, you know, people would have got hurt. Well, I mean, ultimately, people ended up getting hurt worse in the end. I mean, to your point, yes, if there's anything that would alarm anybody, you evacuate. Right. Right. And and I completely and fully agree. But we're going to be talking about the two towers as well as the Pentagon because there was another plane that hit the Pentagon. Right. Was there? That's one of the things we're going to be talking about. <laughs> and another plane that didn't quite make it to its quote unquote destination, wherever the hell that was supposed to be, ended up taking a nosedive into the
4: ground. In Somerset, outside of Somerset, Pennsylvania. Somerset, Pennsylvania, right.
5: I'm jumping around here a little bit because I'm trying to get some of the details out there for people so that I can paint the picture as we're moving along. And one of those details is the Bin Ladens were as as a family, right? Very wealthy family. I mean, I know everybody's seen like videos or whatever of Osama Bin Laden guys in a cave. He looks dirty. Okay. Not as primitive as you would think. And I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody out there, but let's be honest here, okay? This is what this is the picture we were painted whenever we seen this happen, right? It's terror. These guys are horrible. But did you know that whenever the Bush family visited Saudi Arabia, do you know where they used to stay?
4: I don't know. Where would they stay, Mario?
5: They used to stay with the Bin Ladens.
4: Get out of here.
5: They used to stay with the Bin Ladens a lot. Their families are very familiar with each other.
4: And that's the news information to me. You can look it up, you can find it.
5: Also, something to be thinking about is when you're talking about these hijackers that that got on these planes, one of the first questions that comes to your mind is, how did they pass TSA? Like if if anybody out there has ever flown on a plane, ever been on a plane, I, I I can't get through with anything. I mean, I get stopped for not being the usual suspect or whatever it is. Sometimes I gotta go through scanning. They gotta check me. Actually, Jeffrey, didn't you work at an airport? Yeah.
4: So you gave your you know a story of what happened to you on the day of September 11th. I actually. Worked for a uh, company called World Trade Association or World Trade, World Trade Flight Services. It was a subcontracted company who worked with U.S. Airways.
5: Yeah, it's weird. You, when you and I talk about these things, you often seem to be tied into these things one way or another. I neither can confirm
4: nor deny. Okay. Uh,
5: Go on with your story. Oh
4: no, Yeah, so, yeah, I was actually working as an array of at the Pittsburgh Airport. Uh, so what happened to me on the morning of September 11th, I actually didn't hear or know about it until like 12, one o'clock in the afternoon. The the prior week I was off of work. I worked midnight shift and I got up around 12 or one to call in for my schedule for that following week. I could not get through to the mainline office and I didn't understand why. So eventually what I did was I called my boss's personal phone, his personal cell phone, uh, He was one of the few people that had a cell phone at the time and 2001 cell phones were rare. And, uh, he actually told me that he couldn't stay on the line very long, very long because he had worked over into the next morning. Sometimes we were able to do that. And in doing so, he got caught up in everything. And he said, just turn on the TV. You'll know what's going on. No one's coming into work tonight. They, uh, you know, once this happened, they shut everything down at the airport. Oh, tell me, but you
5: you turned on a TV, there was nothing broadcast on any other channel. I mean, it doesn't matter if you were looking to watch something on any one of the uh, cable channels or local broadcasting channels. It was every. I remember my wife at the time, she was like, stupid thing, they're always talking about the damn towers, I want to watch TV. Which, in her mind at that point, it didn't click exactly... What was going on, and I had to explain it to her. She was just, you know, oh, yeah, but
4: but no, yeah, it, it was very interesting because um, the the, the whole dynamic with everything, w- one of the elements that some people don't know about is, whenever you worked at one of those like temp agencies, after three or four months, you were you sometimes hired into the the company, and U.S. Airways at the time they had had a little bit of a backlog from hiring some of the the uh, TWA employees because they were waiting for a merger and that merger they were hoping to go through was with united so which were us airways was two planes and united was two other planes and uh they were they had this idea that once that merger went through cuz i guess it was going through the court system to make sure it wasn't sort of a monopoly that they were going to start bringing a bunch of people on and that obviously never happened but was also <laughs> what's also very interesting about this is we were talking about the, the skyscraper that I worked at at Mellon Bank. I worked as a data entry personnel. <laughs> Strangely enough, the data entry that I worked f- for and did was passports. <laughs> so, and that's all around this time that, uh, yeah, the hiring. Are trackers. you sure you want to continue talking here? I no. Mean, uh, do I need counsel? You may need representation here real soon, buddy. Go on. No, so those are some interesting correlations about everything that happened. Uh, but to answer your question, yes, I worked at the airport, worked as a ramp agent, loading and unloading planes. Um, and FYI, FYI, if anybody ever was confused why some planes would travel with just two or three you know two or three, you know passengers, most planes, most companies, don't make their money off of passengers. They're actually a cargo. We would load a lot of planes with mail and cargo, and that's actually where they get the bulk of their sales. Bulk of their their inventory inventory or cash flow is from actually, you know, commuting and transporting freight.
5: Yeah, and so, I'm, I'm happy you mentioned that because you know we're going to be talking about the capacity on these uh, flights as well. But, oh, okay, you, you know, know you're 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 absolutely right. Yeah, so. Um. Yeah. So they they get the bulk of their their money from cargo. Cargo, right? Right. Uh, but however, these these individuals, they were stopped. These terrorists, these hijackers, they were stopped uh, by TSA, and then they were allowed to board, which was very strange to me.
4: So they were stopped, but then they it- were
5: stopped. They were checked, and then they were allowed to board. <clears throat>
4: I didn't know they were stopped.
5: They were, yeah. The TSA stopped them and they, they checked them. They because they set off the alarm. I mean, they they were armed with knives, I believe, or some sort. They of said box cutters, weapons, or box cutters. Okay, uh, but they were stopped. And exactly, I just don't understand that. That that part still is a little fuzzy to me. When you're going through TSA and you're going through an X-ray machine or whatever, you see somebody with that has a box cutter on them, and at that mm-hmm. time that
4: wasn't a wasn't a piece of equipment that wasn't allowed, correct? I don't know if it was or wasn't, but I mean, if it wasn't, then it sure as shit is now. Yeah, yeah, it is now.
5: Um, but that was one of the things that you know. Again, that didn't make sense to me. But they, these these hijackers, they board these planes. Uh, first plane hits the first tower. Second plane hits the second tower. At this point, everybody's frantic, right? I mean, everybody's looking on, going, "What the hell is was happening here? This is this is chaos." Is the world coming to an end? Is this are, are we seeing war on our ground for the first time in many 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 years? Eighteen
4: because, twelve when the British. Yeah,
5: a lot of people, you know, in any of these lifetimes, mine or yours, or you know, we, we don't see these things, right? And it it caused panic, and understandably so. And then we hear about the Pentagon. Let's get into that one.
4: The Pentagon. Okay.
5: Because this might be the most interesting one to me. When we go about reasons of why these things would happen, there are many reasons. The Pentagon was where it was hit. Because it was only hit on one wall. And oddly enough, when when the plane... I forget which flight it was. Help me out here. Do you remember? Was it eleven? So it was. It was flight seventy-seven, right? That hit the Pentagon, and on this flight, about thirty percent
4: capacity, right? Okay, so it wasn't full, Uh, but the tanks were full because they started off in Boston.
5: Well, yeah, I mean, going for a transcontinental trip, right? Right. I mean, you, you still need the fuel. Out of one hundred and eighty-eight of the seats, sixty about sixty-four were filled on this particular flight. Okay. Right? Many of the passengers on this flight had connections to government agencies. Huh. Uh, passengers from Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, the Navy. The wife of Solicitor General, Barbara Barbara Olson, was on this flight. And the P- Department of Defense. Many of these people on this plane, on this particular flight, Flight 77, were of higher stature, right?
4: Okay, within the government? Right. Okay.
5: Uh, the pilots, Officer David, I'm going to butcher these names, I know I am, uh, Barbagua, Barbagua and Charles Burningham the third. if I'm not, again, I think I'm butchering these names, but... You'll get the idea. If you can look up these uh, names, you'll get a better understanding. Uh, Charles was among the top of the top t- top gun pilots of his time, so he was he was a, a pilot, former military, former military, sure. Who was specialized in terrorist attack hijackings?
4: Huh.
5: He retired in 1989 to fly at an American Airlines, still active in the reserves until 1996. Right? His 757 was crashed into the Pentagon in the very section that he used to work in.
4: Huh. Interesting. You know uh, what else is that I've found is interesting, and I don't know if I'm going to be stepping on your toes here, but uh, they talk about how this flight actually had a hairpin turn Yes, in the Midwest and actually came back. And a lot, of, a lot of pilots talk about how that maneuver is extremely dangerous and very difficult to perform. And the fact that they actually hit this particular section of the wall that you're describing, when that plane was coming from west to east back to D.C., you would think they would take whoever had hijacked a plane would take the opportunity to attack the the pentagon at whatever angle they're approaching dc at Well, even the center just to do maximum damage right. but what's interesting is the wall that you're describing wasn't in their heading it wasn't the west to east heading they actually had to turn a bit to attack this specific wall at a different angle i guess this wall was facing what the the northwest or northeast section or, or something. It was it was facing... The wall was actually facing east, so they had to almost do a, a complete another turn, right? right? Right. Or another hairpin turn before they even attacked this wall, so it's almost as if they intentionally, purposefully, was targeting this exact area. This specific wall. Right. Because and- otherwise, you would have just attacked a, the most convenient wall approaching into D.C., would you not?
5: You would. More... More into that, though, Jeffro, do you know anything special about this wall? I mean, they reinforced this wall for this very, very, very purpose. They had recent construction. They had recent construction, and they reinforced this particular wall.
4: And only this wall. Only Only
5: this wing. Only this wall to take such a hit. Now, why would you only reinforce one wall? Why would this plane make Wait, there, a special maneuver?
4: There, there, they were anticipating a terrorist attack? Yeah. That was the reason for this wall being reinforced? It's better. They...
5: Huh. And I'll get into that a, here in a little bit. But they why, why would they reinforce one wall? Why would this plane make a special, extremely dangerous maneuver that only somebody with Top Gun-like skills... could possibly do.
4: Yeah, that's interesting.
5: To hit a wall so that it doesn't damage the rest of the Pentagon structure,
4: right? Right, because aren't we told in anecdotal evidence that these four hijackers actually were terrible flight students? And there was no signs of any struggle on
5: this flight. Of all the other flights and flight logs that we were able to obtain, this flight, zero. No black box on this one? No black box, no nothing. No no mayday, no signs of a struggle,
4: nothing. Well, from what I understand, there were no mayday calls from any of the planes, were there?
5: I don't know. I'd have to look at it. I believe there was.
4: Okay, there might have been. I believe
5: there was. I, I know, yeah, 93, I believe there was.
4: Oh, okay. 93, there was. Okay.
5: But to your point, it flies off course for 43 minutes without... Without any interference, the pilot does a three, almost like a three sixty maneuver, like you were talking about, to hit a specific part of the Pentagon huh. instead of dealing mass damage when possible. I mean, you could, if this was a true terrorist attack on a Pentagon, right? Mass acceleration, not mass slowing acceleration, down. Mass acceleration, just plow through the whole building, maybe hit the center of it, cause it to implode.
4: Hmm.
5: Right now, you hit the reinforced wall, place where you used to work, maybe. How do you know it's reinforced? Did you maybe work there at one time? Oh wait a minute. Maybe you did. There's some interesting facts there. Not only that, and I know I got it here somewhere. In two thousand this is one year before two thousand one when the terrorist attacks happened, the Pentagon security officials created a practice of awareness. On a 757 plane
4: hypothetically hitting the Pentagon. Huh. Well, that's interesting because that's almost along the same lines of weren't they actually performing war games on the morning of September 11th? There Uh, there were war games. The military was? The military
5: was performing war games. So they were preoccupied. Who had that intel? Yeah, right. Um, another thing that I, I'm just going to state here quickly, if, in case anybody out there had not know had not known, two of these hijackers learned
4: how to fly in our military. Okay, I was under the understanding they went to a flight school in Florida. That's not accurate.
5: One in Florida, one in Phoenix.
4: One in Florida, one in Phoenix. Okay.
5: So yeah, that is accurate. But they were military flight schools. They were
4: military flight
5: schools. From what I understand, that's what I have here. Maybe it was a flight school. I don't know. You'll have to check it. I encourage everybody else out there to check it. That's why we do this podcast. We're not going to tell you everything. Look into it, right? I'm okay with that. I'm covering my own ass here. Leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) So anyway, the things that I do know in trying to get some of the details straight the plane goes into the Pentagon. The reinforced wall of the Pentagon. The only reinforced wall of the Pentagon. There's no flight logs. No nothing found. At at the site, there was one taxi that happened to get hit by a post. Because when the plane was coming down, it hit a light post, and the light post comes down and hits the taxi, right? Taxi driver spins, gets out of the car. Here's a giant boom, does not see the plane.
4: He doesn't see the plane that hit doesn't the see light the, pole that hit him. After
5: it hit the light pole, knocked the light pole down,
4: does not see the plane. That's interesting.
5: Now, something knocked the light pole down. Right. Here's my idea of what happened. Yes, the plane come in, knocked the light pole down. Problem with that is, is when you're talking about the Pentagon and anything, or the plane that hit the Pentagon, right? Minimal debris and this is going to be something that we're going to be talking about with all of these crashes. minimal to uh, minimal debris to no debris. When a plane that size hits a structure and there's a crash, there is always debris. You're always going to find something, especially engines. Engines are huge
4: cuz they're going to shear off on impact, right? Yeah.
5: There's nothing In fact, there was a statement made that much of the debris in a lot of these crash sites, there was debris no bigger than a briefcase.
4: Would they say it disintegrated on impact?
5: Disintegrated on impact. An engine that burns fuel disintegrated
4: on impact. I don't even know if that's scientifically possible, is
5: it? Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Now, one of the things when we're talking about the Pentagon is we have to ask why, okay? Why was this one of the targets? I think you know where I'm going with this here. Yeah, I do. September 10th, right before September 11th, Donald Rumsfeld makes a public comment about Federal funds being unaccounted for, right?
4: Unaccounted for.
5: And I think we got a couple clips. We got one from him himself, and we got one from Joe Rogan, who's also talking about it. I think we're going to play it here.
1: And the fact that they can fail and die is what provides the incentive to survive. But governments can't die. So we need to find other incentives for bureaucracy to adapt and improve. The technology revolution has transformed organizations across the private sector. But not ours, not fully, not yet. We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. We cannot share information from floor to floor in this building because it's stored on dozens of different technological systems that are inaccessible or incompatible.
3: You want to hear another conspiracy theory that you probably don't know is going to blow your mind? Let's do it. The day before 9-11, the day before the attacks, Rumsfeld gave a press conference where he talked about trillions of dollars missing. The day. Then a plane slams into the very part of the building Where they were doing the accounting blows up half the fucking building of the pentagon blows up a wall donald rumsfeld was on where was it the white house lawn listen to this
2: this is is like 10 minutes but is that the pentagon this is on c-span you can look it up right now just we got to get to the quote where he says mentions 2.3 trillion dollars in missing receipts talks about his (laughs) quote adversary (laughs) <laughs> but see if you can just find the <laughs> quote
3: right. see the just there's i know there's youtube videos you're uh what are you looking at is it looking a, for c-span on here on c-span you can okay get it there. if you just look, google it on don't even do that just go through youtube oh, that's where the problem. um i know <laughs> you have to see it because you hear him say it and you're like wait what the fuck did he just say yeah. It? yeah uh there you oh. go yeah i think that's it <laughs>
1: According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion
3: in transactions. (laughs) 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 2.3. Okay. Now, again, somebody told you that literally like right before 9-11 happened, they said they they couldn't track $2.3 trillion. You'd go, no, that didn't happen. That did not happen. But it did happen what the fuck yeah so think about what kennedy said yeah think about what you saw when you saw that vice movie where dick cheney who was the ceo of Halliburton, becomes the vice president and gets billions of dollars in no-bid contracts now think about what we just saw with donald rumsfeld saying they couldn't find 2.3 trillion dollars oh, i not where what I don't know. I don't know. Seems like we should have had it. So, like we'll keep, we'll keep looking. Oh no, the spot where we looked just blew up. Oh my god. <laughs> what the Find hell? out if that's true. If the it was the accounting office cuz this is what I love to I love to say it cuz it sounds good. But let's make sure it's true that that part blew up. But either way, that he did say that and then they did get hit by a plane a couple of days later. <laughs> It's unbelievable. It's so crazy. And two, no one talks about that trillion dollars?
5: No two one talks about
3: the 2.3 trillion?
5: M- two trillion bigger than most countries, right? That it's, could build a whole other country or something. That's
3: 2.3 million million. So it's 2.3 million millions? Uh, that seems like a lot to be missing. Yeah. And then, boom, plane hits the Pentagon. Everybody stops talking about it. When was the last time you heard about that 2.3 trillion? Never. That didn't come up. All the times we were talking Whoa. about Flight 93, let's roll. Remember that? Let's roll. Yeah. That's what they said right before they went up to kick our ass. And that's why that plane hit the ground. It didn't kill all the fine people that it was going towards the White House or whatever. Get fuck
2: out of here. In British terms, British English, which is not American English, the word billion referred exclusively to a million millions.
3: Hmm.
2: However, it is no longer common, and the word is now used to mean 1,000 million. So if anybody is in another country and is confused, that's why. It seems okay. like if that would have gotten that out. That makes sense. 1000 million
3: makes sense. Million million doesn't make sense. It seems like if that would have gotten out that
0: that that that, that money was missing, that the whole country could have revolted. Like yeah. I mean that's what what did you do with our tax money? That's well, our that's, money, right? But that's
3: a way to steal 2.3 trillion. If you if you go, if you stole 2.3 trillion and you want to cover it up, start a war. Right. I mean boom, immediately everybody's freaking out. They can't believe what's going on. I mean, that's what the tinfoil hat uh, brigade would say. What does this say? MSU scholars find 21 trillion unauthorized government spending. <laughs> oh my God, this is recent. Mm-hmm. 21 trillion in unauthorized government spending, Defense Department to conduct first ever audit. Oh, they've never audited before. Why would they audit? They just get free money. They're not like a regular company, right? The Defense Department's not like a company. Where, like, all the stockholders are going, hey, fuckface, what are you doing? I got, you know, 100,000 shares of your stupid fucking company. Your CEO's running into the ground. No, they don't even have to audit. They don't They do not do shit. They just take that cheddar. Oh, we, we're missing, you know, 21 trillion, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is. It's a thousand, million, billion or something. Twenty one, whatever. <laughs> come on, it doesn't even include the last
2: four years. That's just come funny.
3: on. So the f- last four years we've been <clears throat> good. Don't don't pay attention to that. <laughs> last four years we we haven't misspent at all. Mm-mm. That's what Kennedy was talking about. Literally, not saying that anyone. You know, I'm absolutely not saying nine eleven was an inside job. I don't think it was, but I am saying that when things happen and disasters take place, people capitalize on those disasters. And if it's possible that someone was going to set something up, some sort of an attack, and they're going to do it because they were in the process of stealing something or was going to steal something, it would have to be a lot. But wait a minute. What are they going to do? How much money would it be worth to start a war? That might be the number. Mm-hmm. 2.3 trillion, that might be the number. Like if you're like, what's... How much would it cost to start a war if you're evil anyway? Hmm. Would you start a war for a hundred million? Man, I can't spread that thin enough. You know, I got I got to grease a lot of palms. We're gonna start a war. Why are we starting a war? What's going on? Well, we gotta get this fucking oil, man. I don't know how to do it. I'm thinking of just. I don't like the World Trade Center. Let's just.
2: <laughs> this is a hilarious. I just googled how much have we spent in Afghanistan. You want to guess how much that number equaled okay. out to?
3: Okay, I'm gonna guess. Whoa ever in afghanistan no no, no.
2: this says uh, published uh the thing i just found which i was going off of congressional budget office reported report published in october 2007 said oh could this isn't a potential okay, spending? okay don't give I'm us sorry. the number though this a potential spending then this is potential what they wanted to spend as of 2007
3: what they wanted to spend
2: planned spending well how much did they
3: spend did they spend more or, or less
2: I, they, I think they spent way more
3: okay let's just guess what, how much? What do you think the number is? Jeez, this is a tough one. Um,
2: a in bit, Afghanistan,
3: a, only in Afghanistan. That's What it says
2: uh, um, actually it says Iraq and Afghanistan.
3: Iraq and Afghanistan. I'm going to go with 113 trillion dollars. Whoa,
2: that's a lot. That's a lot. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 100 billion. What is it? They conveniently planned on spending 2.4 trillion dollars. Wow, which is a very convenient number after we lost 2.3 but they've spent closer oh, to like six or so Dude, this is the worst this is like if you check somebody's accounting books and they just have stick figures with googly <laughs> eyes drawn <on. laughs>
3: the fact is the exact same amount of money like what are the odds yeah that is so crazy but it's not like oh, we covered it up good they'll never imagine that that that's your laundering that's your money laundering war it's not, but it is, right? Like, if you are if you are someone that makes weapons and you have a huge contract with the Defense Department and you have the ear of the Defense Department and, you know, you guys play golf and shit and you dress up like druids and burn an effigy, w- worship Moloch, the owl god, and you start talking and you say, hey, man, um, what do we got to do to keep this fucking – I got these tanks I'm making. They are a motherfucker. Wouldn't it be great to try them out? You know, I'll tell you what, I got, I got a deal for you. And they just walk around playing golf, talking shit, and the next thing you know. So, that's a lot to take in there, Jeffro. A lot of coincidences. Just
5: just so happen. Uh 2.3 trillion is unaccounted for.
4: Yeah, 2.3
5: 2.3 trillion. Uh to, they asked for 2.4 trillion.
4: Yeah, they budgeted two point four. You gotta have a hundred you gotta have a point one billion, you know, on a kickback, right? It is a play, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this was the day
5: before the attacks.
4: The Rumsfeld information, yeah, the day before, on September tenth.
5: And then the place where, and this has been confirmed, by the way. I know Joe and the, and the clip was talking about, uh, can we confirm that this is where they did the accounting for this and this uh, side of the Pentagon that was hit? Yes, it has been confirmed. That is the side that got hit. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but if uh, something happens in an error with my credit card debt or anything like that, they're not just going to wipe it clean. Right? No. They're going to come back and they're going to expect me to spend my you know, hundred or two hundred dollars or thousand whatever it is. They're going to charge you interest. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to charge you interest. God forbid it ends up being if if anybody out there can possibly fathom two point three trillion dollars just fucking vanishing like a fart in a goddamn wind.
4: Yeah, Joe was having a hard time fathoming it.
5: He, I mean, he was it was it was laughable at the same time where he was he was also sitting there going, I, I can't. I can't believe this. Can can you believe that and how much did they want for this war? Two point four trillion? Well they only got two point three. They ended up spending much more than that though. Yes, there's money to be made in war. We've talked about this many times. Uh, one of the one of the other things, and, and I was mentioning this to you as the clip was playing, I don't know nobody out there could hear it, but whenever the plane hit the wall on the Pentagon, there were no markings in the ground. There were zero. Markings in the ground. How does that happen?
4: So there was like no no uh, trail?
5: No trail. Some light poles got knocked down. Almost as if the plane went low enough to knock down some light poles and create the illusion of the... So no skidding at all. No skidding toward the Pentagon. Uh, of the 85 videos, because obviously they have surveillance... Of the eighty five videos, there's no signs of a plane.
4: There's there's only one video that I've ever read and came across and it was of a uh, security guard gate, mm-hmm. security gate, mm-hmm. and it even glitches. Yeah. And it doesn't even and, and the part that you see it, it, it's a very famous clip, so I'm sure our audience is probably aware of it. But if you you can find it on YouTube, it, it doesn't even look like a plane. It almost i, I it almost seems like it's a missile of some sort. Like I, again, I'm this wall was Epstein. <laughs> it was Epstein. <laughs> this wall was Epstein, right? It, bring it back into current political you know status. The one thing that I thought what Joe said was very interesting was this is how you launder money, right? And this is something that I don't hear anybody talk about. What's going on right now? You know, I jokingly was talking about, you know, the Mujahideen and how it seems like this is the same rat's nest we're trying to get Russia built up in as we as they did in Afghanistan. But we just approved $33 billion, right, to go to Ukraine several weeks ago, right, a week or two ago. What people have to understand is whenever I say, Mario, here, you know, here's a couple hundred dollars. Mental image, if someone hears me say that, is I'm giving you money. Right. Whenever we're giving Ukraine $33 billion, $33 billion is not being wired to Ukraine. That $33 billion is going to Ukraine for what reason? To purchase weapons, right? $20 billion of that $33 billion has already been assigned to Raytheon. Raytheon. Listen, people, make no mistake about it. That $33 million. The company who had people on this flight
5: hitting this Pentagon of one of these major. The company route. that
4: produces armaments and military equipment.
5: Imagine that. You mean, on this plane that there are no skid marks
4: from. Uh, on, Going back, on the back to the September ground. 11th, yes. But I'm, yeah, I'm talking no about debris. currently.
5: I'm just saying, it, it all kind of, you know, there, it. it creates a cloud of
4: shit that nobody can explain, but we're all just supposed to digest. Right. That's my point. Uh, right, right, yes. But I, my point is more of a recent sort of current political status. And I want to get this point across to everybody, and that is this. The majority of those billions are not even going to leave our shorelines. That money is going directly to companies like Lockheed Martin... General Dynamics, Northrop Grumman, Boeing, Boeing, Boeing is one that even built the fucking planes, Mm -hmm. all right, Raytheon, Honeywell, all these different companies, that's where this money's going, and Mario, let me ask you, the politicians that we have in office right now, do they trade stocks? I believe they do trade stocks. Okay. I believe they've
5: more so now and and congratulations to some of the people who are calling these politicians out because there was there was one reporter I forget who it was that called Nancy Pelosi out on her inside trading recently. I don't know if it was just a far right calling out the the left because I mean it's not just the left politicians doing inside trading, it's the right. So when when you and I talk about These things happening, and you get these government officials and uh, political officials involved, as well as they continue to try to paint the picture of left and right. Oh, who was president at the time? Like you and I were just talking about, oh, it was Bush. No, it was a political figure. It wasn't a right Bush. It wasn't a left. It was a political figure. Who took office after him? Oh, it was Obama. Oh, it wasn't a left bomber or a right Obama. It was a political figure. These people... Sit in a giant circle jerk and blow each other all fucking day with the blood, the sweat, the tears,
4: and the money of the American people. Yeah, absolutely. No, and I just, you know, again, he said it perfectly. These wars are... are. Things where we can launder money, sure. and our politicians are benefiting because these stocks are going through the roof. The only stocks that are working right now are benefiting our oils and oil futures and and military uh, armaments like Raytheon. So this is a way for them to pad their own pockets. Mm-hmm. Is to give thirty three because the the rational you know now the rational question is on many estimates, it's estimated that we can. Cure and solve homelessness with twenty billion dollars. Oh, that's not a surprise. That's but yeah, we're going to send we're going to send Ukraine
5: thirty three. It was like one of the things they asked uh, Elon Musk. Uh, it, was, it was one of the uh, one of the politicians asked Elon Musk. Well, why don't you put that money toward curing you know world hunger or whatever it was? And he says, "Okay, I'll put my money where my mouth is. I'll give you so much money as long as you can tell me where every dime of this money is going." Right, and the subject was completely dropped after that, right, because they these people in power they don't want to use the money for that. that's not what they're there for they they're they're rolling around in their own greed, and how do you do it? how do you energize the people to back you on these things? Well, you create a narrative like you were just saying right. in the beginning of the podcast it was an act of terrorism. How dare they they came in and they destroyed. The American lives, the American people, these poor souls that were involved, the poor people that were on the planes, and the poor people that were in the towers, and the poor people that lost their lives. You and I are not making any exception to that. We're not saying that lives weren't lost. Many, many lives were
4: lost. To them, they're expendable. Right. We're, we What we're trying to do is we're trying to get to the root of the evil right. so that we can root it out and, and not have these issues. And again, the the more things change, the more things say the same. The interesting thing about that clip was they talked about what what was one of the biggest details he was talking about. Oil.
5: Oil. Right.
4: Yeah. And that's the same thing going on again with Afghanistan. You got the Nord Stream pipeline. Do you know how much
5: oil trade there has been done
4: between a Bush family and a Bin Laden family alone and having their investments in Exxon? I couldn't even imagine. Oh.
5: Look into it, people. It's it's it's
4: insane. It's so, insanity. I, I'm just I'm throwing a big disclaimer warning out there that this whole Ukrainian thing, it I'm I'm fearful that it's gonna come back and bite us in the ass just like the whole Mujahideen and the Afghanistan thing did in the eighties. Do not be surprised if this thing doesn't turn out the way that, you know, we think it's going to, and there's not something that is a result of this and you have some sort of Nazi-backed, you know, extremist group that tries to do something like this to us in the next 15, 20 years. Yeah, I, I definitely would not be surprised by that.
5: I mean, it almost seems like they're creating it now. Right. Like they, we,
4: we can't even, we've got to learn from our mistakes or there's going to be more people to suffer the same fates that the people on nine eleven faced. And like I was saying, how do you get the people
5: involved? How do you get them on your side? Well, you 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 emotionally energize them, and that's exactly what they did here. I mean, everybody was upset about it. Everybody, there's not a person today who isn't upset about what happened on nine eleven, and even now they should be. But for what reasons? Is it an act of terror? Is it an act of uh, religious strain from the Islam, or is it something? more personal here on our own soil. And I think there's more evidence
4: leading to that than there is anything else, honestly. Absolutely. And that's why we went through the whole diatribe of the last, you know, four episodes or five episodes, however long this series has been with these secret societies. If you guys don't think these things are going on, (laughs) I don't think our audience believes that, you know, otherwise they wouldn't be listening to this. Right. you know, more people need to hear some of these small details like this that seem unbelievable. If if you give these details to people, they would question and say, you're crazy, there's no way. But no, it's out there. And and how many people died during the 9-11 attacks? I'm, I'm trying to remember. It was like over 3,000, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think totally, yeah, it was something like that. I think 1,300 and change was from the towers. No, I mean you know, all together. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, just not talking exactly about sure. The
5: towers. You know, I'm just, while, while we're here, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to look it up real quick. Um, how many lives were lost? 2,977. So close to 3,000. Right. Okay. Th- almost, yep. Almost 3000 over what? $2.3 trillion possibly. Maybe that's just one factor. Maybe there are other factors here. Maybe there are other reasons. And you and I are going to get in further into those reasons at a later, uh, w- later episode of, of this nine 11 debacle that we, you know, we're going back and we're revamping because it's, it's such a horrible day in history. As we led out of the uh, Saturn episode, we played a clip from Bush in the classroom with too many coincidences, Jeffro. Too many coincidences. When you have a vat of shit and you think, how can I get rid of this vat of shit? Do I just make one little hole or can I just punch multiple holes here to to evacuate all the shit so that nobody knows exactly where it's coming from. And I kind of see, to me, that's what I see 9-11 as being. It was a way to create an exit... Almost, and I know I, I, I'm kind of stumbling here because I'm trying to an evacuation of all the garbage that all of these politicians have had, and all everything that's just kind of leading up. And like, like we were saying with the uh, Donald Rumsfeld, it
4: was quote, almost like they were using it as a reset button.
5: It was, it was almost like a reset button for everything that they had. Now they were going through their first audit, their
4: first audit, their first audit
5: in 2001. All of a sudden, politicians have to, you know, tell people where their money's going. 2.3 is unaccounted for. Was it unaccounted for or was it about to be unaccounted for? Right. Right? And that's kind of what you and I were talking about here. It was more so to me like, uh, yeah, 2.3 trillion is unaccounted for. Oh, well, shit. Can we look into. Nope. Can't do that. It's all gone. Forget about it. Well, how about the flight log? Was there any. No, no flight logs. Are you sure plane hit because there were no. Nothing on the ground. Like usually, when a plane crashes into something, it, it dives down, right? Right.
4: It's you would a think bunch there'd be skidding.
5: skidding marks on the ground or what? No, none of that. Well, which part of the Pentagon did the plane hit? Well, it just so happened to hit this wall that uh, we reinforced recently to survive this possible attack that didn't survive. But don't worry, none of the building, no, no other parts of the building was hurt. Just this one part with the accounting of the two point three trillion dollars that we cannot account for that that part's gone you know don't worry about that none of this shit makes sense and you can't nobody can talk about it nobody can raise the question because at that point you're a conspiracy theorist which again was a term created by the CIA during the time of the assassination of JFK for people who were seeking the truth it was an it was created in order to demonize truth seekers. That's exactly what it
4: was meant to do. Right. I mean, it doesn't make sense unless... Unless you consider that it was an inside job. And I think that's sort of the red herring that we're both kind of hinting at here. And if it wasn't an inside job, there was people on the inside that knew what was going
5: on. There's definitely people on the inside that knew about it. Maybe not all. Some... And uh, you, like you and I were talking about with the Area 51, you give certain people little pieces of job. You don't lay out the whole plan. Everything's compartmentalized. Everything is compartmentalized, and that is no different here when we're talking about the 9-11 and the tax and even the cleanup, and we'll get into that also. Uh, Jeffro, but I think we're going to wrap this one up right here, and I know you know just as things start heating up in this episode, you know, kind of struggled a little bit, you know, it's, we don't want anyone, we don't want anyone to be upset at us about this It's a very touchy subject for a lot of people. And I'm just as upset about it as anybody else should be. And maybe others should be more upset about it. Who have family members who lost their lives or whatever involved. We're not saying that, uh, you know, this didn't happen or, you know, that it's a hard pill to swallow, Jeff Rowe, that, the people running the country that you're living in could be behind something as to causing mass casualties.
4: Right. And, and how I would summarize this would be what we're trying to do is we're trying to get to the root of the, the problem. And if you just accept the narrative that you know mainstream media gives you, you're never going to realize the correlations that you have going into the future. And I honestly believe there's a lot of correlations to what happened in Afghanistan in the eighties and what's going on in Ukraine now. And if we don't learn from our lessons, we're going to have another nine 11 episode without a doubt. There are a lot of correlations there. And I think anybody
5: who, you know, really looks into it can see that. And again, I'm not saying that the Russians are the good guys, I'm just saying,
4: no, but they're being used as the proxy they're you know they're being used as the maybe yeah, maybe they're not the bad guys,
5: <laughs> they're not the good guys, maybe they're not the bad guys, maybe they're not the guys that we should really be focused on at the very least, they're the scapegoat, they're the easy scapegoat, which is something that we see often, and I believe it was. Donald, It was even Donald Trump when he was running for office and when he was talking about uh, um, Iraq. When Bush needed, you know, it almost seemed like this was a reason to go to Iraq. Weapons of mass destruction in Afghanistan. Why the hell did you go to Iraq? And that was something a lot of people couldn't figure out. But there are theories behind that one as well. Oh, yeah, we got some There's theories, a lot of on, that theories for the on that one, uh, and we'll, we'll get into that later also. But uh, Jeffro, we're going to wrap this one up here. Until then, until then, brother.